0: To the MMA Show, episode number 141 and a half, brought to you by Freshly.com. My name is John Morgan. I'm in Fresno, California. My man, Cold Coffee, could not be with me, but he is back home in Las Vegas, and we'll do what he does behind the scenes to make sure this all goes out once we're done talking about UFC Fight Night 123, Swanson versus Ortega. My Lord, did we see something special tonight? Did we see the emergence of of a new featherweight contender. Did Brian Ortega prove that he is the real deal? That undefeated record is no joke. I think we did, man. I think we did. I do not think you can minimize what he accomplished and how he performed tonight. Brian Ortega, T-City, picks up the second-round submission win, guillotine choke, incredible finish. Basically just willed himself into that position man just grabbed it didn't even wait to get to the ground just grabbed it while they were standing on the feet adjusted his grip I mean let go and reset the entire submission while he's hanging on cup Swanson I mean just a phenomenal finish and almost got the finish in the first round almost got the finish in the first round but 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 ran out of time got it done in the second and man Brian Ortega is the real deal you know, had a chance to, to to spend some time around him this week, and uh, it's been interesting hanging out here at the DoubleTree by Hilton. By the way, the DoubleTree by Hilton closed their bar tonight at 11:30 p.m. Mm-mm-mm. Mistake, mistake! You got a bunch of fighters trying to have an after-party at the host hotel, and the bar is closed. Silly, silly, silly. But anyway, you know, hanging out with Brian Ortega all week, you know, if you had a chance to listen to episode number 141 earlier this week, we're kind of previewing this card, and I went with Cub Swanson. I picked Cub Swanson in this fight. You know, I thought this was going to be that moment where Brian Ortega just, you know, got that little taste of what it's like to be at the top of the division and kind of like Cub Swanson said, hey, listen, you know, he'll be a better fighter once he loses, and I'm going to be the guy to teach him that lesson. But I also said there's something about Brian Ortega this week, man, that that little aura about him. There's, there's, there's something about the way he's handled himself. It's just so relaxed, you know. A whole week long. It started out when we got here on Wednesday, and he's singing. You know, didn't know the cameras was rolling. He's singing into the MMA Junkie mic, and we and we, we caught him there and threw out a little social media clip of him singing and just having some fun. Every time I saw him this week, he's just relaxed, having a good time. Um, you know, last night, it's fr- Friday night you know hanging out in the bar the bar closed um and a couple people were still kind of hanging down in the little the the the, the bar area here at the double tree um and and Brian Ortega was the last one to leave the bar i mean i might have left right after him so maybe not the last one but you know he was he was sitting there just just playing dominoes playing dominoes with his boys like he'd been doing all week they every time i looked up they were hanging out in the lobby Playing cards, playing dominoes, chilling, not not worried about anything. You know, night before the weigh-ins, he's hanging out. Night before the fight, he's hanging out. All week long, just so relaxed. And then goes in and turns in a phenomenal performance. Listen, Cub Swanson looked good tonight. I thought Cub looked great. He was, you know, moving well, picking his shots, you know, throwing the jab, putting the right hand. I mean, I, I thought he looked good. I I, I thought – Swanson looked fantastic. I thought he was, was doing all the right things. And Ortega just stood there. Brian Ortega is, I mean, he, he likes to scrap. He likes to stand in the pocket and scrap. No problem doing that. And he absorbed the blows. And, he, I, you know, I thought he was losing on the feet. I thought he was getting beat on the feet. I know he likes to scrap. But su- the submission game is definitely where he specializes in. But he's got a chin. And he's got heart. And he keeps moving forward. And he stands in there. He did all that and and just basically bided his time and and waited until he had the opportunity to get into positions for submission, and when he does, man, he is as good as it gets. you know you say if he gets his hands on you, you're in trouble. I was I was talking with some USC staff members afterwards, after we're all, just kind of blown away by the performance, and it's like you know you can say that oh, if he gets his hands on you, but there's very few people that, that it really mean something. you know, Damian Maya is one of them you know you definitely don't want that dude jumping on your back right but Brian Ortega is one of those guys too and now you know he doesn't even have to get it to the floor you know it's not like he he sells out to to get the fight to the floor you know kind of bide his time and strike with you and uh and then when the moment presents itself there he is he's got it this was just a a, a beautiful beautiful performance by Brian Ortega I've I've always been impressed by Brian. Um, He's a a guy that uh, definitely enjoyed watching his career, watching his rise up the ranks. And now here he is, still undefeated. Went undefeated as an amateur, now still undefeated as a pro. Finishing everybody, five straight finishes in the UFC. Come on, man, that's impressive. That is impressive. Good, it was good atmosphere. Um, you know, I was in the back tonight since I was here by myself from, from the MMA Junkie team. I was in the back. I was collecting all the winner interviews. I did get to make it out for the main event though. Um, very, very good audience tonight. It was uh, 7,600 was the attendance. 568,000 dollar live gate. Not bad for a fight night event. You know, first time in Fresno, but it's a fight night event. It's it's not a huge event, and uh, you know the the lower bowl was pretty packed. Um, the upper bowl was shut down. Uh, so you know, weren't weren't looking to to sell the top tier. There, there's more seats, and they could come back here with a bigger card if they wanted to. I mean, it's a good it's a good area. You know, a lot a lot of MMA fans up here, and there's history in the area, and we'll get to to some of that later with some locals. But uh, solid crowd, man. And, and the atmosphere was nice, and uh, it was split, man. There was there was a lot of a lot of T City fans, a lot of Cubs Swanson fans, so. You know, Brian Ortega, of course we're in California, but at least here, man, he's definitely getting a little fan base and getting some following. And, uh, man, I think he's somebody that definitely needs to be on your radar. This guy's got a big fight coming up in the uh, in the featherweight division. No doubt he earned it tonight. Now, the featherweight division, we, we did see um, Frankie Edgar in the house tonight, and, and, and Dana White wouldn't quite commit to it, but he does seem to say, look, Frankie versus Max Holloway does seem to be the right fight to make. Um, but you know you got to think there's a a big fight on the line coming up for Brian Ortega maybe if Ricardo Lamas wins over Josh Shimmit maybe maybe he fights him next week or sorry they fight next week if 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 Ricardo Lamas wins uh maybe Lamas and Ortega match up somewhere down the road as kind of the the, the next number 1 contender fight i mean he's certainly do a top fighter in the division there's no question about it but just Absolutely impressed. Uh, Ortega is just as is, is calm and as cool as they come. And his jujitsu is something special, man. He is absolutely legit. And uh, just a unique character too, man. Y- y- you saw him run over to Dana White afterwards, and it turns out that in that moment he's just talking about, you know, the fact that he wants to do charity work and that and that he wants, you know, Dana White to, to help work with him and the USC to help work with him to help impact change in the community. Man, just blown away. Uh, incredible performance by Brian Ortega. This is uh this is the, the real signature win of his rise to the top and, and he is due uh some some big big fights next. Uh and uh I was in the back like I said doing these winter interviews. Uh not much media here in Fresno. Uh so uh I had a chance to pretty much have a little one-on-one with Brian Ortega after the fight and uh, here's what the winner had to say. Well, Brian, uh, obviously congratulations. I'm questioning the biggest win of your career. What's, what's the emotion like for you right now? Calm. <laughs> I'm
1: very calm, very relaxed. Uh, I envisioned it, you know, like, I envisioned this, I dreamed about this. I was afraid of it though, you know, of losing, obviously. And uh, but I, I trained so hard. I've been through so much, and uh, I just you know like I, the vibes this whole week. I felt like it was just it was a good vibe. You know, like it was just a great vibe. The, the you know the aura of everyone in the hotel of yourself. Every you know we just all chopped it up. We had a great time, and uh, when you have so much positivity around you, especially during fight week. Uh, I could tell that I was like the only fighter still left in the lobby. Everyone's sleeping and and worried about the fight. I was in there playing dominoes and having fun and hanging out like till two in the morning. And then uh, even the day of today of the fight, everyone's kind of like walking around, being nervous. And I was out there with all my boys and still doing the same thing. And uh, I just felt relaxed. I felt like I was at home, you know, like I just felt really calm and uh, I just came in the fight really calm. And I mean, I'm still in that chill state of mind. (laughs)
0: <laughs> amazing, man. Uh, you know, it was a great fight. Obviously, Kump was doing well. You know, it was, you have some moments on the feet. So, were you concerned at all about the stand-up, or was the striking bothering you? I was just like, man, this guy's
1: executing a good game plan because he was faking a lot, he was fainting a lot. Um, I thought he was going to come in here and bang, you know? So, I was like, we came in a couple times, and I was like, pop, bop and then we banged, and I was like, come on. And then he would start moving, and I was like, oh, this guy's playing me right now. He's just like, he's going to try to, you know, like I say, he's trying to score points. And, uh, and I kind of knew it, you know, that's why I was in the media, I was like, I'm not here to score points, I'm here to, I'm here to finish, you know? And uh, the end of that first round, I realized he's leaving his neck out. So, you know, I took advantage of it, the 10 second thing, uh, the 10 second little bell rang, and then uh, I was like, oh man, I was like, you know, there's fights where like you have it, and things are switching the second round. But I was like, I was confident, I was like, you know what, he's leaving his neck out there, I have 20 more minutes to work. I'm gonna be all right. And then second round, I was just pushing him against the cage. And uh, I just feel like he was pushing so much to defend this, the single leg. And I was like, man, I'm just gonna make a leap of faith. And I was like, single leg, single leg, single leg, pop, neck, and I was like, got it. <laughs> and then when I had it, I was like, oh, it slipped. And I was like, oh, like ran like random bull. I was like with one hand, I was like, come on light, And then my coach Henry was like, get it back, get it back. And I was like, okay, got it back. And I was squeezing, and he was trying to do an intelligent uh, defense where he gets his legs straight and tries to like pretty much take me off like a belt, you know. But I was cinched on that neck tight, you know. And I knew his weakness was submissions, and I took full advantage of it in the second round.
0: As incredible as your grappling is, I mean, do your coaches, do your teammates, today, they, I mean, because you don't just sell out on the grappling. I mean, you do exchange on the feet and try to set up. I mean, do your coaches ever go like, what the hell are you doing? Like, just, just go shoot at him, just grab
1: onto something. Someone last night mentioned in the elevator, they're like, Brian's probably too stupid to go to the ground. He's gonna try to bang, and. Uh, and you were in the oven. Yeah, <laughs> but he was cool though. He was cool. Like we were like having a good time. He's like Brian's one of those guys. Like you know, he was just being cool. But uh, and then it kind of stuck with me. I was like, hmm, I'm not stupid. <laughs> I just like to bang. But uh, but I realized he wasn't trying to bang with me. You know. So I was like, if he's not trying to bang then let me take full advantage of it and go to my, to my forte, which is jiu-jitsu, you know? I'm a black belt there, I've been training for, been getting beat up by Henry Gracie for 14 years, so, uh, you know, almost more than half my life. So, uh, it
0: works out. So somebody wants to avoid going to the ground with you, what they need to do is just stand toe-to-toe in the pocket and throw until somebody falls. Uh, I
1: like that too. You know, like, <laughs> I like it too, you know, and uh, I'm constantly training harder. I'm, I'm bringing people in my camps that are making me better. And I'm going to study my tape, obviously, and, and come back always as, as better, as much as much better as a fighter as I can in the time that I'm given. You know, I'm a martial artist. I always want to perfect crafts. And like I told everyone in the media and all the interviews I've been doing, I feel like I'm I'm young in my career. I'm happy that it's excelled at this rate and uh, I'm like a sponge. I'm not closed off to anything, I want to learn everything I can, so I'm just going to go home and keep sharpening that iron, keep sharpening, keep sharpening, come back to these fights and no more third round, second round, maybe I can get first round.
0: (laughs) Right after the win, you ran over to Dana and talked to him while you were still in the cage, what did you have to say to him? I told him, I'm like, listen man, I'm not
1: uh, not all hyped up right now, I go, listen, I'm calm, I go, I'm relaxed, I'm not coming at you like every other fighter, I go, me right now is the same me that was in the locker room same, same me that was in the, in the lobby you know like this whole week I bro I've been saying it I really want to help people out I want to use this time this light to, to not just have it on me but to use all this time you know and, and, and you know they invested a lot of money to promote me and everything and now that my name's getting out there I want to help people out that's my main thing man I love kids I love helping kids out um, I always say I'm not the perfect person but I have the perfect heart I feel when it comes to helping people and um I want to help people out who are down and out, man. You know, there's too, many, too much negativity going on in the world, and I don't just want to talk about, hey, let's make the world a better place. Like, I want to be the change that you want to see in the world. And I'm, I've been there, I've done it, I've been doing charity work since I was 20 years old, and now that I'm on a, at a huge platform, maybe I can use this opportunity to help as much people as I can.
0: Very cool. Dana told us he was incredibly impressed your performance tonight. He said you're the real deal. So, what's next for you, man? You, uh, holidays, time off. You want to get back quick? Is there a location, a date, a name? What's next for you? Uh, the, I'm still trying to figure it out.
1: <laughs> um, I know, I know. Frankie got injured. You know, I don't know how long that's going to take for him to get patched up again. But I'm respectfully, I'm respectful when it comes to the game, and uh, you know, I'm respectful of the shot that he's earned. So hopefully he, he recover uh, he recovers he has a speedy recovery goes in there fights Holloway and maybe you know if, if there's a chance I can get the winner of that if not I'm gonna just do what I keep doing man I'm just I'm blessed and happy to be here.
2: You're
1: getting choked out by this guy right here. Tie the rope. <laughs> getting choked out by Henry Gracie man. Uh, when you train with such a high caliber of jujitsu especially when they're training with since they're in diapers. Um, it just makes your game, you know, on another level, you know. You don't realize because I'm getting beat up all the time, and I'm just like my whole life I thought I suck, and then I get in here and I grapple other people, and I'm like, I'm actually good. (laughs) So, uh, you know, so it feels good, you know, but uh, it's just I've been getting choked out by these guys for so long that, you know, I'm just used to a different kind of caliber of jiu-jitsu.
0: So Brian Ortega, man, perhaps a new star in the making. This might have been a breakout performance. We'll see. You know, a main event slot, so that's a good thing. This was not a – a uh, heavily hyped card, certainly. Uh, again, like I said, not a lot of media here, but, you know, this was certainly one to take notice, in, and maybe this is one that'll get replayed and, and people will check out the highlights. But uh, Brian Ortega definitely performing at a high level, man. And uh, speaking of performing at a high level, how about Freshly.com? Huh? Still remaining partners with the MMA Show, We appreciate all the support they offer. By now, you have to know that Freshly is a weekly prepared meal service that delivers fresh, never-frozen meals cooked by chefs to your door. They're fully cooked, so all you have to do is heat them up. Every meal is ready to eat in only three minutes. They have more than 30 different weekly options to choose from. I've I found a bunch of them that I love already. My wife is tearing it up as well. I can't wait to get back home. I fly back in the morning. I'll be tearing up my, my, my Freshly.com. It means I don't have to cook anymore. When I'm tired and I get home, I don't have to cook. My wife doesn't like cooking, so she makes me do it. And I like cooking. But then you got to prep everything. you got to clean everything. No more. You don't have to do it anymore. Always fresh, never frozen, fully cooked, prepared meals. No artificial flavors or preservatives. No refined sugars. No gluten. 100% all natural. All the good stuff. And they got a good deal going right now. Get to Freshly.com. Pick six meals for only $39 a week. That's when you use the code ROADSHOW. Just use the code ROADSHOW, and they're going to hook you up. All right. Thanks, Freshly.com. We appreciate you. All right. Let's talk about Cub Swanson. Cub Swanson, you know, it kind of came out, and, and, and it was well-publicized. This was the last fight of his deal. Um, you know, he, he had uh, he welcomed a kid in the world. So it his, his life is changing there. Um and you know this was a big moment for him. He, he really was hoping that he was going to to win this fight and maybe even jump jump in front of Frankie Edgar and get that title shot of Max Holloway the the the, the title shot that has always evaded him for one reason or another and he comes up short. And, and again, I thought he looked good, man. I thought I, 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 to me, he says he feels as good as ever, and and I I I believe him, man. I I, I don't think this was a a, a diminished. Cub Swanson I don't feel like this was a fading Cub Swanson I feel like at one point I'm just I'm I'm looking as I sit up there I'm wondering what in the hell is Brian Ortega doing right now why is he taking these shots because Cub was just pumping the jab pop 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 move pop slip 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 pop pop it looked good I I thought Cub was comfortable picking his shots landing at will the right hand coming you know getting through the guard And then he just got caught. And then he just got caught by this nasty guillotine. And as he said, he kind of panicked a little bit. He felt safe at first. And then there was an adjustment. And he he panicked a little bit. And uh, now he's in a rough spot. Now he's in a rough spot. He says, listen, I I don't have a deal right now. And I don't know what comes next. But he did say that Dana White uh, said, come on, man. Let's get a deal done. Let's get a deal done. Um, And I think they will get a deal done. I, I, I don't think that... You know, Cup Swanson's been a Zufa guy forever, man. He's he's a well-spoken guy. Uh, he's a great representative of the company. Yes, he's been vocal about sometimes when he feels like he was passed over for title shots, but he's but but he's he's always come and performed, and he's you know handles himself in a professional manner, and, and I think they'll get something done, um, as as you'll hear. You know, he says his concern, of course, is what is what is that something. You know, do you come back and? and uh, beg for the deal that you, that you would turn down the first time, do they lower their offer? Because they go, well, that was the offer we had for you, and and, and you lost, so, you know, h- how does it go? But I, I am uh, optimistic, we'll say, that, that something gets done for Cubs Watson. he sticks around. That title shot, whew, Man, it would be a shame if, if, if it evades him forever, but, you know, he's going to be a little bit back down. Back down the, the, the list. It's going to be a tough one for him. But um, in defeat, Cub Swanson was still classy as usual, and he did, uh, he did come back and speak with me as well. Here's what he had to say. Cub, obviously uh, not the result you were looking for tonight. Give me an idea kind of just what's going through your head right now. I was just crushed, you know. Um, it was a
3: stressful day. I, had, uh, I woke up a little sick this morning. I, told, told, I didn't really even want to tell my coaches, I just, uh, <laughs> funny thing happened, some guy walks up to me in the lobby and he goes, hey, take a picture of my daughter and shoves her in my face. And I was like, all right, she's like screaming, crying. And then I she wouldn't stay with me, so I had to give her back and we took a picture together. And he's like, oh yeah, I was gonna go to open workout, but my daughter's deathly sick. And I was like, "Like, dude. <laughs> uh, so I, don't, I think that that's what got me, but, um, so I woke up this morning and I was pretty stressed out all day. Just like, you know, I felt awful all day. Then when I started warming up, I felt really good. You know, a lot better. Uh, I told my coaches like, look, we'll just do a light warm up. I know that once I get started, I had an amazing camp, and I knew once I got started to flow, I could I could get through it. I know tomorrow is gonna be rough, but um, we did it, and I it was awesome as far as. Um, Feel my flow out there, and just being a little bit more calm and picking my shots. I felt like I was picking them apart, feeling my flow from the get. I was figuring them out. Uh, I thought it was one of my best performances until you know
0: getting caught. Yeah, you do sound a little sick right now, a little stuffed up. Uh, You were in trouble at the end of the first round. I mean, that was tight. Can you tell us? I mean, how close that was to finishing it, or, or did you feel safe in there?
3: It was getting tight and then loosening up, getting tight and loosening up. He was making adjustments, I was fighting it. I was doing all the things that I needed to do to, to create space. And, um, you know, luckily the, the bell rang, but I felt like I was going to get out. So, uh, but I knew that he was going to keep trying to go back to it. So in between rounds, we, we said, let's, you know, make sure I had head position. But one of the things we worked on was head position to strikes, and in between that I kept forgetting like by a second or two to get my head back to the you know to where it should have been and that allowed my head being here and him to be able to snap my head down and just jump into stuff and we knew that once i started touching him up that he was going to get desperate and really like try to go for stuff and he's big and long and uh yeah it, it was he was tricky i mean
0: other than those two submission attempts you were looking really good on the feet it seemed like you were yeah. I mean, in your head did you feel like i'm winning this fight oh 100 percent
3: going in the second round i was uh felt a little bit more calm, more like in tune with, with his punches that he was throwing. I was landing big body shots, big leg kicks. everything I wanted to execute I was doing. Um, I missed a few big shots that were in the first round, but I just I wanted him to, to have my you know have some respect right off the bat. So like I said, other than one jab that the first jab he landed, I was tracking his lead hand and then it's so so long he just hit me in the nose and I was like, oh, there it is, okay. So then from then on, I was like moving and moving and I felt, like I said, I felt great and I, and I messed up.
0: The guillotine choke to finish, it.
3: can you talk about that? I mean, was it tight right away? Was it an adjustment he made? I mean, what was it? It was tight right away. He had like a lock, you know? And then um, I, I was fighting, I was kind of shaking him and I fought him, and he only had, I felt like one hand and uh, I grabbed his arm, his wrist, I felt okay and then he grabbed his hand but I still felt like I could pull out and then he like readjusted I felt his legs get a little higher on my back and then it like crushed my head and it's like my neck just just flared up and I I panicked and uh... Yeah, I felt like I was going to die.
0: <laughs> You've been in there with the absolute best of the best. I mean, I know you don't want to sit here and praise your opponent or whatever, yeah. but I mean, evaluate it, but if people are looking at this kid now, it's like he's a legitimate contender in the division. I mean, do you feel like his talent is up there with the best in the weight class?
3: I think he's still got some work to do, but obviously all the tools are there, you know, because you can't teach poise and determination. He's got that. That's why he's undefeated. That's why he's come from behind all of his fights. And uh, so yeah, all the little skills he'll learn, he'll get better and uh, you know, I expected to see a better version of him today uh, and, and he came out here and he stood right in front of me, you know, had, didn't have much respect, he was like, let's throw down and I was, you know, it was a good fight, um, and, but he did a little bit extra in one.
0: Last well, thing for me, I know you were blocking everything out before the fight, now it's over contract's over, you know, give me an idea of what's next, what's the move from here, what's the hope on your on your end, I mean, is it testing free agency, is it hoping to get back in the UFC, I mean, what's
3: your plan? I, I don't know, it, it just, it stings, you know, it's like, it just gets thrown back in your face, so, well, you just don't win the big ones then, so it's like, what am I gonna say? So, um, well, I'm sure we'll negotiate, Dana said, let's make a deal right now, he was out, outside the cage, um, But I got to, it's like, do I got to crawl back and say, okay, I'll take that deal you offered me that I said no to. So, we'll see. I got to, like I said, I'm going to enjoy family uh, over the Christmas, um, all that. And uh, try not to be in low spirits because I thought I felt, I I fought great, just didn't get the
0: ending I wanted. Tough going there for Cubs Swanson, man, but, uh, you know, you could see a little bit of emotion. You can, you can see. It. I know this is a, an audio podcast, but you know if you want to see the video, it's up on MMA Junkie. It'll be up on it's up on YouTube as well. Uh, you can see. There's especially at the end. There's a little bit of emotion. You know he's uh, you know he's a dad now. He's got a family to provide for, and and you know I think there's some some concern. You know what what, what did this mean in terms of his career? I mean yes, you know the 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 the, the right to fight for a title means something, and the right to 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 call yourself champion means something, but at the end of the day, man, he's just he's just trying to uh, support his family. So, um, man, we'll we'll see what comes next. Uh, so listen, it was it was interesting, you know, I was there, but if you were if you were looking for the blue shirt, it was only out there during the first fight and the last fight of the night. Uh, you know, some of these smaller events, you know, times are tough in the journalism world, and uh, we still fight to be at every event so that we can bring you, uh, you know, cage side coverage and and interviews and. Uh, you know, things like that of, of even these smaller USC events because you do have these breakout performances and you do have these moments. And I think we had a lot of good moments with, with Brian Ortega this week that we were able to bring to you and, and hopefully, um, you know, let you get to know the guy a little bit better. But uh, – it is weird. So basically, you know, I have to be backstage all night and watch watch the fights on TV. We we don't have uh any audio on it, so we're we're not getting here. So usually we do, but tonight there was uh, an issue with the television, so didn't get to hear any of the commentary. So I don't know how the the team did on the mics tonight, but was watching on TV. It's such an interesting dynamic, you know. So I'm so used to being cage side, and I really do enjoy being cage side. Uh, you know, certainly there's nothing better than than being just a few feet from the action and really getting a feel for the the, the, the energy level in the building and, and and the sound of the shots and you know all those things man it's it's uh it's definitely a, 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 a an amazing experience to have but there's something pretty cool about being backstage too especially it's kind of wild but there was no real media back there at all so it was just me so I was basically getting short little one-on-ones with everybody and I try not to keep them too long you know keep it to three or four minutes you know just let them let them get done talk about what they what they what they liked what they didn't like what comes next um, and then let them go celebrate. Let them let them go enjoy their evening. But there is something cool about being, you know, the first person they talk to after it's over, and you know, seeing that raw emotion after, uh, you know, after a victory. You know, and that's that's uh, I, I do kind of enjoy. You know, being backstage a little bit. I'm definitely not the greatest videographer in the world. I'm trying. Uh, but hopefully our videos don't look too bad because that was me trying to frame them and color them and, and do all that stuff, man. I'm, I'm no cold coffee in that regard, that's for sure. His stuff always looks so damn good. Um, but, yeah, I, I do really enjoy it. You know, the way it was set up tonight, um, basically the, the the fighters would just come back after the victory. They'd go to medicals, and as soon as they get cleared from medicals, um, they'd, they'd come speak to me. So uh, a, a pretty cool... Pretty cool little setup. I enjoyed it. Hopefully, uh, you check out all the coverage on MMA Junkie. You check out the videos on uh, on YouTube if you want, and uh, you know, get a get a look at the work that I put in in the backstage area. Hope it was good. All right, Gabriel Benitez picked up the unanimous decision win over Jason Knight. Wild fight, really wild fight. Um, Jason Knight, uh, n- no secret, man. I'm a, I'm a Jason Knight guy, man. I, I love that kid. Uh, I love the way he fights. Um, learned something new about him this week. He, he does a, I guess he's kind of made a tradition out of this, but I, I don't know if you guys got to see the walk ins or not. Um, but Jason Knight, as he was walking in, he stopped and he, uh, he, he, he basically went into the crowd and hugged like a little, um, like a family, you know, a little kid and, and I think like his mom and dad or whatever, you know, hugged them and then pulled out a little uh, stuffed animal out of his, out of his Reebok sweatsuit. Um, pulled out a stuffed animal and, and was like kind of held it up for the kid and um, but basically I guess in these you know every I think it's every fight but I know it definitely this fight and it sounds like it's stuff he's done in the past but um, he finds a fan and gives them tickets and um, gives them gear and, and, and takes care of them, and, and that's what he did. And, th- and this was the family that he did. He basically says, listen, you know, I, I came from absolutely nothing, and if, if I can help do something for, for, for kids and, you know, make their day or whatever, you know, I, I love to do that. And I guess like the stuffed animal – um, the kid had given to him as a, as a token of thank you when, whenever they gave him the tickets and all the gear and all that stuff. So, cool stuff. And I was hoping to talk to Jason Knight about it, um, kind of where this started and, and how he's done it. I think he's, he's given kids, like, cash, basically, to train, like, people that want to train. He's funded their training. So, um, some cool stuff there, and I'd want to talk to him. But he didn't get to because he was upset by Gabriel Mowgli-Benitez, uh, biggest win of his career for sure. Says afterwards, you know, Dana White, you know who I am now. I asked him to clarify afterwards. He's like, why didn't we just mean Dana White? He's like, I meant everybody. You know, like probably people don't know who I am, but they're going to, you know, they, they should know me now. Um, the guy trains at AKA, so this was a kind of a home game for him. You know, San Jose is not that far from here. And uh, he, he kind of felt like he was uh, had the hometown thing going. So uh, definitely the biggest win of his career. Odd, you know, Jason Knight uh, apparently bit his hand in the first round. And, and Gabriel afterwards said, yeah, you know, I was, I was trying to – dig out and, 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 you know, defend the takedown. And he bit my hand. Uh, I think he said it was the thumb where he ended up biting. Uh, no, 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 uh, you know, puncture of the skin or anything like that that we could see. Uh, then later th- there was the eye poke as well. And if you'll, if you want to check out the video, you can see, I mean, the the eye is pretty much damaged. Uh, it's, it's swollen up and there's some redness. And he said, yeah, I'm pretty sure that came from the eye poke. No way to know for sure, but he's like, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty sure that's, that's what happened. I mean, he did get punched a little bit too, but. For his for his part, man, Benitez was all class. handled himself with dignity. Said, "Look, I'm not mad at the guy. It's a fight. To fight, anything can happen. I'm I'm not upset at him. Um, But you know, it's it's uh, I'm not going to focus on being mad at him. This is a fight. Anything can happen. I'm just happy on my uh, for myself, you know, and how this fight went. So, uh, bad showing for Jason Knight. You know, he had a a rough loss earlier this year um, against a top level opponent in Ricardo Lamas, but. You can't continue to have performances like this. I I think Jason Knight is super fun to watch. It just seemed like he had a, a an off night tonight. Marlon Marias did not have an off night. Marlon Mariz, good lord, I mean, huge knockout, absolutely stunning knockout of Aljamain Sterling. In fact, you know they stretched Aljamain Sterling out of the cage. Fortunately. Uh Aljamain was, was alert and, and good and, and everything's fine. Um, as I sit down and, and, and we're talking about this back at the hotel, I, I did check with USC staff. They said, listen, they haven't gotten the results of all the scans back yet. Um, but, you know, he was up, moving around, talking. Uh, is I think he's posted to Twitter that, you know, I'm okay. You know, I thought I, thought I had to take down time, you know, Hats off, you know. So he's good. He, you know, the, he, he he's he's good. Um, was concerned maybe there was a broken jaw or who knows. You know, I mean that was a a, um, a rough knockout. It definitely was, and he was out for a while. And he went out stiff. Um, man, just unfortunate for Alchemy. I mean, Marlon Marlon admitted afterwards. You know, listen, I was I was actually just throwing a kick. You know, I didn't uh, I, I I didn't mean to throw a knee. You know, I didn't. It, it, it just you know, I don't say luck because you're throwing a strike and then, you know, Aljamain happens to kind of duck into it. And, man, that's that's what makes for a bad knockout is when you have those forces moving in opposite directions. You know, Aljamain's forward velocity just makes the knockout that much worse. So, um, big, big-time knockout and a big win for Marlon Marais, who, um, again, another class individual, man. Marlon is, is he said, listen, uh, I, I belong here, you know, and, and, and I know. And, and I love this. And, and, you know, both these guys had – um High respect for each other going in. I mean, this was a big fight in the Bantamweight division, and both of them knew that the other guy was dangerous. And uh, both of them showed a lot of respect for each other all week long, uh, did did pre-fight interviews with both of them, and, and they both were expecting a war. And uh, it ended up being 67 seconds, and Marlon walks away with a big knockout. Um, you, you could see in his post-fight reaction, you know, he didn't want to necessarily celebrate that much because, uh, you know, Al was still down on the canvas at the time. I think he was is definitely concerned, you know, kind of showing you the kind of individual he is. So, um, big win for Marlon Marias. And uh listen, you know, it sounds like TJ Dillashaw is gonna go fight Demetrius Johnson and, and I, I like it. I do like that fight. Um but you know, it was Aljamain Sterling who made the who made the argument beforehand, like, listen, you know, T J hasn't defended that belt yet. You know, there's some real contenders at 135 pounds and, and Marlon's one of those guys. I mean, he he really is. He's I think he's finally you know, definitely feeling comfortable. He's had two tough fights to start out, but now this is a scintillating win. You know, I I don't think that he's you know right there uh, for a title fight, um, but he's close. You know, uh, he he's I think he's going to keep himself ready just in case. You know, you got uh, John Lineker and Jimmy Rivera set to hook up December 30th, so I think he's going to stay ready just in case something happens there. Um, but you know, if not, I'm sure he'll be lined up for a uh, a big fight in early 2018, but uh, Marlon Marais tonight looked like the wrecking machine that he did in World Series of Fighting as well. This was a, a huge, huge moment for him. And uh, here's what he had to say to me after the win. Well, Marlon, man, congratulations. You know, after a couple of tough fights to start your UFC career, you get the big finish tonight. So what's, what's the feeling like? I
4: felt that that was coming, you know? I've been training so hard. Everybody that knows me you know I train hard. I take this seriously, you know, this is not fun for me This is not like I'm, I don't go to the gym just because I want to be in the gym I don't want to be doing interviews. I don't want to be telling people I'm a fighter I fight because I like you know, I like to, to give a hundred percent I fight because I love this sport You know and hopefully I got to turn around and fight quick again. Let's see very
0: nice. You know, you had a lot of respect for Al and you were expecting a tough fight. Um, it ended up being quick, but how did you feel it was playing out? Did you, did you feel you were having success early?
4: Yeah, man, uh, he's tough. He, he's a hard, hard guy to fight with. Good wrestler, Division 1, you know, the D3 All-America. And, man, I, I was expecting a war. I was ready to go to the ground, get up, fight him, hunt him on the cage. Wait for him to come, try, attempt submissions, uh, escape from his submissions attempts. That was what I was ready for, you know, and that's maybe why I finish him quick.
0: Impressive finish. Uh, talk about the finishing move. I mean, it, it looked like you were throwing a kick, and maybe he. he I mean, did you see him changing levels, and were you targeting the chin, or what happened? There? That was
4: a switch kick, and and he faced my kick that with the knee, you know. Yeah.
0: Uh, brutal Fish, it looked like uh, you had trouble kind of enjoying yourself a little bit. You were, were you worried for him? Was I mean, what was the emotions in the cage?
4: Yeah, you know, you don't want to see your, your your friend. He's my friend, you know. He does the same sport I do. I don't hate anybody in this sport, you know. I'm in this sport just for my legacy, to fight for my family. That's my job. But I don't want to hurt my friends, you know. I don't want to hurt a guy. But, man, if you have to, it is what it is, you know. and Hopefully he have a speedy recovery and he can come back to the cage soon.
0: You feel like this puts your stamp is like look I am a UFC fighter. You know I had two hard fights but now this is the highlight, this is the finish, Is this put the stamp on it?
4: For me it's not about being a UFC fighter, I'm one of the best, you know. I don't want to be a UFC fighter just to say I'm a UFC fighter. I want to prove to everyone I am one of the best, you know, that's it.
0: Very nice, Well, I think you've earned yourself a big fight now. What? Uh, not that this wasn't big, but what, what do you think is, is next? I mean, do you want to take some time off? This was a quick turnaround, I mean, are there a name, a location, a, a date, what makes sense for you? December 30, maybe, right?
4: December 30, everybody know who I want to fight with, everybody know which division i fight. But I don't know, No, now I, I think now I need at least a month, you know, I got to put my head together, clean everything, enjoy my family. My family loves me, you know, they put so much, Isabella, my wife, put so much work towards our, our career, because it's you not know, my career, it's ours. She lives my dream, man. I just want to go back home, rest, stay with my family, enjoy this moment, and that's it. When UFC call me, I'm going to be ready.
0: So big, big win for Marlon Morias proving uh, that he is a legitimate contender. And he, uh, all the reputation he built at World Series of Fighting was legit. And he says, listen, I'm, I'm going to be a top guy, no question about it. Uh, Scott Holtzman picked up a win over Daryl Horcher, hard-fought, grinding affair. Um, some interesting refereeing by Mike Beltran, uh, standing up uh, Scott Holtzman a couple of different times, including once in the mount. Uh, I don't know, man. Again, I, you know, at this time I was backstage at that moment, uh, and, and I'm not sure, you know, how bad the crowd was booing. They, it was obvious early on they did, they want, they did not want ground fighting. This, this crowd definitely had some boos here and there when the, when, the, when the action hit the canvas. Um, but, you know, I, I just I didn't like the stand-ups here. Scott Holtzman didn't like the stand-ups either. Um, he, he kind of apologized. He said he, he gave uh, Beltran the business a little bit in the cage, and afterwards he kind of apologized. He said, I probably owe him a beer you know you don't want to disrespect the officials and I probably did. Um a good win for Holtzman, you know, a, a guy that uh, you know looks the part, man. He's definitely a big strong guy and he, and uh you know he works hard in the gym and, and he's just had trouble kind of getting consistency. You now he's lost to some you know some some uh, top individuals, but you know this was a big win for him and uh he says listen, I he had a pretty funny quote uh quoting Major League if you if you want to watch it on YouTube where he's like, "Well, I guess uh, you know if we we win today and if we win tomorrow that's a winning streak you know he's like ah, two fights in a row yeah two fights is a winning streak it's you know it's not necessarily what I want you know and I want to finish he's like I know this business is about finishes it's not just about uh, getting decisions and, and I and I need to, to take that to the next level but uh, still a win is a win and the first two fight win streak for Scott Holtzman Eric Anders picked up a win over Marcus Perez kind of a wild fight Marcus Perez if you hadn't seen him fight that's just the way he fights man he fights crazy. Uh, he does some wild, unpredictable stuff, but Eric Anders uh, weathered the storm, so to speak, made his adjustments, and and fought a controlled fight. And actually said he, you know, he, he came in, he had a lot of hype because he had picked up a big, big knockout in his debut. You know, this was more of a, a controlled decision, but you know, he said he was actually pretty proud of himself. He he, he liked the way the adjustments that he made, uh, how he controlled things, and, and he was pretty satisfied with himself. Overall, so um, you know, a good win for Eric Anders. Uh, you know, a, a prospect, and, and he said, "Listen, uh, I would like to fight uh, Leo Machida in in Belém um, or sometime next year." You know, he, he wants to he he wants to you know break into that top fifteen, that top ten. You know, he, he wants ranked opponents. I mean, athletically, he's definitely a specimen, um, and and he he wants to to break into that top rank of fighters. So uh, definitely a talented uh, guy to keep your eye on. Benito Lopez, another talented guy to keep your eye on. Big win over uh, Albert Morales. This was a fun fight, man. These two went at it. Benito Lopez uh, coming off Dana White's contender series. Um, he's a uh, he's a local guy and uh, had had a lot of uh, a lot of crowd cheering for him. Uh, and, and him and Albert Morales just went at it, man. Uh, fun, fun fight from from start to finish. And um, you know, I, I tell you what, man. Albert Morales in, in defeat. I'll say this. I I love that kid. He's he, I think he's one three and one in his last five. Uh, in the UFC, and um, you know that normally doesn't spell very good for a guy, but I, I I definitely hope they keep Albert Morales around. Man, he looks like the real deal to me, and he comes and he brings it every freaking time. He brings it, and, and that's all you can ask. But Benito Lopez, man, proved himself a tough cat. He, uh, he, he, the, you know, the, the opening minutes of this fight were incredible and then you know, kind of weathered the storm throughout so uh, a good performance here um, was probably worthy of, of fight of the night to be honest with you I thought maybe these two guys might get the bonus uh, instead it was Brian Ortega that doubled up Marias got 50 grand for performance of the night Ortega got a performance of the night and fight of the night with Cub Swanson so Ortega ends up taking a 100 grand home and good for him and good for Cub Swanson who like I said I thought fought a good fight and then you know, came up short. Um, but I think they might have taken some money out of Benito Lopez and, and Albert Morales' pocket because I, I think it was fun. Um, a couple things. Benito Lopez, first of all, um, showed up at the uh, in the post-fight area for me to talk to him with with blood just gushing. You know, the whole time, if you end up watching the video, uh, he's just wiping his nose in between every question because blood will not stop trickling out of this thing. So he's got this blood-soaked towel in front of him. He was pretty frustrated that his nose got broken on the last, uh, you know, the last kind of exchange of the fight. Uh, but, man, it was it was kind of rough. So he's like, this kind of sucks. I got to let this heal up. Uh, but, but man, a, a tough kid. And, and looks like he has some real potential. Team alpha male guy. Um, and, and I can tell you that, you know, his teammates and coaches there are pretty high on him. Uh, a lot of raw ability. You know, still some things to, to shore up. But definitely um, – has some talent. Now, the other thing that's really notable to me about this fight was that Benito Lopez was fined a $1,000, so 10% of his $10,000 show money for shoving Albert Morales. Now, um, you know, I think we were the only ones kind of shooting, streaming the way in, so uh, we, we've got it on Twitter, we've got it on social media, we've got it on YouTube, but you can see, you know, these guys, I guess, were supposed to fight at one time uh, back in the day, and it, and it didn't work out. Um, but you know so they've had some back and forth and there's a little bit of a grudge match on the on the local scene here but uh Albert Morales at the weigh-ins at the at the at the ceremony well there wasn't ceremony at weigh-ins but at the face-offs basically following the official weigh-ins Albert Morales kind of jumped at Benito Lopez you know kind of flinched at him or whatever you know and uh Benito Lopez uh shoved him you know pushed pushed him he was like get away from me you know um and the the CSAC decided you know hey that's a 10% fine and I don't know. I, I, I mean, hell, as fans, we almost want to see the shoves, don't we? I mean, we almost want to see the, the, the fireworks at the Wayans. That's why we watch them, right? Um, so, I, I don't know. I, it, but, but at the same time, I don't blame CSAC. You know, they're trying to keep the fighters safe. And, you know, we can't have a bunch of pushing and shoving. We can't. You know, Dana White always says, listen, it's my job to make sure they don't touch each other. Uh, d- definitely don't want these guys um, – you know, shoving each other. Or, you know, the worst thing that happens is you know somebody gets injured or you lose a fight or something like that. So I don't know. They find the guy ten percent. But here's what I really don't like about it: is not only do they find the guy ten percent, but the CSCC just keeps that money. So it's not like it's ten percent that goes to your opponent; it's just ten percent that goes to the commission. And uh, you know, I, I assume it's probably like Nevada, where it doesn't actually go to the commission; it probably goes to the state fund. I don't know that. I know in Nevada, when when you know when the athletic commission finds. Uh, just because that's where I live and I've been to so many meetings, I, I know that they don't keep the money like it goes to the state's general fund um, so it could be used on roads or paying school teachers or something. I mean, who knows it can go anywhere uh, which which is fine, I guess. Um, I guess that makes it less of a conflict of interest, but I don't know. it just seems like a conflict of interest to be collecting money from the fighters. I mean if you want to give it to the opponent because the opponent had to deal with the shove, I'd almost rather see that happen. I'd almost rather see that happen, and I feel like that justifies it a little bit more. So, I don't know, I thought that was an interesting side note, uh, and because of that, I wanted to let Benito Lopez weigh in and tell you what he thought about it, um, as well as his performance, but kind of what he thought about that as well. Uh, so here's what uh, the golden boy had to say after his win. USC debut, picking up the win, uh, man, hell of a fight. What, what's, what are the emotions like right now?
5: Hey. They're great, man. This is a dream come true for me. I've been working at this since I was 12 years old, so it's awesome. It sucks a little bit. I got caught at the very last punch. Got broke my nose, but other than that, I feel great.
0: You guys have a little bit of emotion coming in this. Was this a little bit of a grudge match that we didn't know
5: about? Yeah, no, I mean, most people didn't know about it. They followed it a little bit. We were supposed to fight about a year and a half, two years ago. He was running his mouth. I ended up getting a concussion, had to pull out. And. Uh, Yeah, it is what it is, you know. We had a little beat, but we just settled it, so we're cool now.
0: I was gonna say it looked like after you guys, you know, went through the whole thing, you kind of hugged it out. So you go through a war like that, it settles it?
5: Yeah, it's like how can you blood, sweat, and tears with someone in there and go to war and and still be mad, you know? Like, uh, I felt his best, he felt my best, you know, so nothing but respect for him. He is a true warrior. His nickname
0: does do him justice, you know? No doubt. Kind of a weird situation. You get in a fine, you know, they find you 10% of your purse. I want to ask you about that. I mean, What's your feeling on that? Do you feel like that was appropriate? It was wrong? What do you think?
5: Honestly, uh, it was probably my fault for pushing him, but he did scream in my face when we were face-to-face, you know, and it pissed me off. He already had bad blood, so it is what it is. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It sucks, but uh, uh, on social media, it kind of went a little viral on all the news, uh, MMA sites, and all the fans have my back on it, you know. And we're going to try to appeal it and see what happens. I'm sorry, California State Athletic Commission, for doing that. It won't happen again.
0: Very quiet. Let's talk about the fight itself, man. Like I said, Heck a War. Almost finished it in the first, man. Did you you think you had it done?
5: Yeah, I was like, there's no way he's getting out of this or he's going to sleep. And the motherfucker was breathing through a straw and he still survived. So, yeah, I really thought it was over in the first. And then I see my coaches yelling at me, let go, let go, so I don't burn out my arms, and I did, you know. So it is what it is. I'll go back to the drawing board working that guillotine and next time it will be a first round finish.
0: Was it frustrating? I mean, I would think, you know, your UFC debut being that close to a finish early on. I mean, did you have to control yourself? Did it's, you know, was it an adrenaline dump? What was it like?
5: Definitely. I didn't have an adrenaline dump because, uh, well, the first round I kind of did when he was on my back, I was like, I heard him breathing and nothing was really hurting, but I was just like, I knew if I was just breathing, calm down in the second round, I'd have more air, you know, and I felt like I did. But there was a little bit of adrenaline dump, but not too much. I train with the best team in the world, and I stay composed, you know. So I was prepared.
0: No doubt, I'll battle the rest of the way, though. It looked like you were having fun. I mean, you obviously not the uh, the broken nose there. But yeah. I mean, are those the kind of fights you like to
5: be in. Yeah. Uh, no, I'd like to go in there and knock someone out in the first ten seconds. So that's the kind of fights I like to be in. Didn't go that way. It was a war. You know, it is what it is. Uh, I'm confident I'll be back stronger than ever, and I'll come back to my finishing ways.
0: Very nice. You know, he did finish strong, as you said. I mean, were you at all concerned about the result as, as you lined up for the for the judges' decision?
5: No, I felt like I won. It was unanimous, right? Yeah, no, I felt like I won, but uh, I felt like it was pretty close, but I feel like I did enough each round to come out on top, you know?
0: Yeah, well, heck of a debut right now, man. Obviously, you got to heal up a little bit and rest, I'm sure, but give an idea of what's next, man. I mean, is there a date, a location, a name, anything that makes sense for you?
5: Nah, bro, I'm just going to go back with my family, Team Alpha and go train and work on this, get this fixed, let this heal up first. But, uh, no, nah, I mean, whenever they call me and whenever I'm, I'm, my suspension is good and my nose is back to normal, I'll be back in there ready to put, you guys, put on a good show for you guys.
0: All right, so Benito Lopez weighing in. You know, we were talking about officiating earlier. You know, who else I, I talked to just briefly tonight? Josh Rosenthal. Do you like seeing Josh Rosenthal back in the UFC cage? Man, I uh, I had a chance to talk to him briefly, and uh, he was stoked, man. I gotta say, he was pretty pumped to be uh, to be back in the UFC cage. You know, he's he's done some some uh, some officiating as of late. He's done some other assignments. You know, he's done some Invicta and a couple other thoughts here and there. But uh, of course, the UFC is still the big show in the sport, and I think. Uh, He was pretty, pretty uh, pumped up to be back in there in the USC case tonight. So, good to see Josh Rosenthal. The guy's a a good referee. You know, I I don't know, you know, certain commissions, uh, you know, he had some legal trouble, and there's going to be certain commissions that probably can't use him uh, or or, or don't want to use him because of legal issues he went through. But the guy is a a great official. And so, it's good to see California using him. Maybe the USC can use him for some international shows where they act as a commission. Um, But it was good to see Josh Rosenthal back in there tonight. I can tell you he he was pumped to be back in there as well. So, uh, good stuff there, good stuff. Speaking of good stuff, if you think this show is good, if you like what you're listening to, do me a favor. Go into iTunes. Make sure you subscribe to us there. That way you, you always get the shows, both the regular shows and a half episodes as well. Uh, so subscribe, all right? And uh, take a minute while you're there and rate us and review us, man. Just, just leave us five stars if you can. T- tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Um, but rate us, review us. That helps us. Uh, that helps us. It helps with the algorithm, as they say, and it helps us spread a little bit. And of course, you know, if you got some friends that haven't heard it and you say, like, damn, this show's pretty good, then I would appreciate it if you spread the word. Alexis Davis picked up a split decision win over Liz Carmou's Hard fought back and forth battle. Uh, another really good scrap here. Uh, Razor didn't. It seemed like the crowd didn't really uh, like it too much. Alexis Davis had a couple of near finishes, though. Uh, Carmouche is tough as they come. Uh, so a big win here, split decision win for Alexis Davis. Interesting, uh, you know, I, again, I talked to both these ladies beforehand. Neither one of them watched uh, the Nico Montagna win over Roxanne Motifari. Uh Both of them, God, uh, I let Dana uh, influence me there. <laughs> Motifari, um Now, it, it was no disrespect. Both of them said I was just so focused that I didn't have time. But I don't know, they're both at flyweight. I thought they would be a little bit more interested and intrigued at uh, at what was going on, but no, they they didn't watch it. Now, Alexis did say, "Hey, listen, I did. Uh, I do have it on TiVo, though. I will be watching. I did DVR TiVo. Good Lord, they don't people don't even have TiVo anymore, do they?" Dating myself, dating myself. DVR'd it. She DVR'd it, so she'll have that. Uh, and, and she said she definitely will watch it. Andre Sukomintas devic a win over Luke Sanders, a second round TKO. Sukomintas, uh, a good performance here, man. He was having some trouble early on. You know, this is a fight he took on short notice. Um, but but kind of weathered the storm and was able to land a big counter shot that put Luke Sanders down. Uh, Sukhwantot uh, just took advantage of the opportunity. He had one moment, he sees it, and he got it. And, uh, you know, listen, he was he was pretty emotional, and pretty excited. You know, he, he had uh, lost two straight in the UFC and, and thought, man, you know, my, my my job's probably on the line, you know. And, and so he volunteered. He stepped up to take this fight on short notice, as he said, to kind of save his career. And, uh, and then he got the job done against a tough Luke Sanders, a guy that will – That'll certainly be uh, around in the future as well, but uh, a big win for Andre Sukumantat. Alex Perez picked up a submission win, Darce choke over Carlos John De Tomas. Alex Perez was simply the better fighter here, um, and, and 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 he showed it. Um, the guy is uh, the guy's talented man, no question about it. You know, and he's a, another local kid. Uh, fought uh, you know, Liz, you know, literally 20 minutes away, so he had a huge cheering section tonight. Uh, but he's somebody that was involved in a little bit of controversy as well and I, and, I, and I definitely wanted to touch on this. Alex Perez and Carl John de were supposed to fight at flyweight um but the csac is is implemented their their ten step plan on how to eliminate rough weight cuts, and uh, they're, they're to be commended for it. You know, I, talk, I talked with USC officials. Jeff Nowitzki is here. I talked with him about it, both on and off record. Uh, and he is he has nothing but praise for the California State Athletic Commission for taking the steps that they're taking to try to uh, eliminate, you know, hard weight cutting and, and to try to make the safe sport – or the sport safer, I should say, because we know that weight cutting really is truly the most dangerous aspect of the sport. Um, and, and, and good on California to, to try to do this. So, But here's the thing. It's almost like we found a loophole this week by, by accident. Carl John Temos is, is too heavy. Okay, now here's a guy that missed weight in his first UFC. I was told he actually showed up. Uh, well, I, I should say I heard secondhand um, that he actually showed up this week heavier than he did for his first UFC fight where he missed weight. So that's a problem in itself, um, and that's something he's going to have to address. But uh, anyway, the, the California State Athletic Commission is monitoring, and they say, all right, listen, man, it's not, it's not safe for you to cut, so – well, that's that's not good. So we're we're not going to do that. So you know what, what we're going to do is we're going to make this a bantamweight fight. You know, for your safety. Okay, cool. But what about Alex Perez, who was fine and who was lighter, and who was already ready to make flyweight? What does that do for his safety? What does what does that do for him that now he's got to fight the heavier man that he's not fighting in the weight class that he was, you know, intending to fight? Why does he have to move up a weight class or lose the fight? He, he you know, would the UFC have paid him maybe? But they're not contractually obligated to pay him. So, what does that mean? You know, and there's no money that changes hands. There's no fine on Carl John Timo. Maybe Maybe that's something that needs to happen. You know, maybe the guy still needs to lose 20% and, and the commission not keep that 20%, but actually give it to the opponent. But that's not what happened here. They just changed the weight class. Fight went on as planned. Alex Perez picked up the win anyway. You know, I had talked to him earlier uh, in the week after all this happened, you know, kind of after weigh ins. So, so, I guess when I say earlier in the week, I mean Friday night. Uh, and he said, listen, you know, I, I, I think I've got this guy. He's like, I, I think I can beat this guy anyway. He's like, but I, it is kind of frustrating. And uh, so after the win, I was, I was happy that uh, he was victorious just for the simple fact that I wanted to get his take on everything and get it on record. And uh, so I talked to him for a few minutes about what he thought about his win and what he thought about this whole, what I consider a loophole to the policy and probably needs to be addressed. And, and, and uh, kudos again to the CSAC for uh, for doing what they do. But, yeah, maybe it needs to change. UFC debut, crowd going nuts in your backyard, man. Give me an idea, where, where does this rank in terms of life experiences?
6: Uh, this has to be up there, you know. I got picked up from the crowd a couple times from a couple group of my friends. Uh, you know, it's amazing, uh, like I said. It was uh, destined to be, you know. I got signed and all of a sudden they're having a show in Fresno. Couldn't be any better.
0: All week long you said you were feeling confident, you were feeling comfortable, but as you were making that walk, were, were there any butterflies, were there any nerves?
6: Uh, yeah, there's always butterflies. If there's not then uh, something's wrong. It might be time for you to get out of the sport. But you know, I get nervous every time, you know, before a fight. But once I got in there I felt amazing. You know, he he threw a, a little bit a little bit harder than what I thought he was gonna be a little bit stronger, but uh I just stuck to my game plan.
0: Very nice. Pretty dominant performance from you. I mean, did you feel comfortable the whole time? Was there anything he did that threatened you? Or? Uh,
6: he caught me with a good punch. You know, kind of I didn't expect him to be as fast as he was because usually just wings him. Uh, you know, everything else was expected. He's a little bit stronger than I thought, but uh, the clinch is where I thrive. You know, I, I'm not too worried when I get in there. Uh,
0: And yeah, everything's worked out. Almost had the choke in the first, ended up getting in the second. I mean, you had the Anaconda last time, the D'Arce. I mean, is that just kind of your go-to, or these people kind of giving it to you?
6: Uh, No, like I said, we just drill everything, you know? Like, I just see what I, I just take what I see. Uh, We drill these moves all the time, you know, so they're second nature. So, like, it was natural when I seen this position. We, you know, we do it all the time. in practice probably thousand reps a week, you know. So, it's just natural.
0: Very nice. I want to ask you before the fight, I mean, you were kind of involved in an interesting situation this week with the whole weight class change and all that. I just want to kind of get your input on that. I mean, what did you think about it? Did it, you know, did it throw you off at all? Do you like the rule? Do you not like the rule? What, what, what do you think about it?
6: Uh, I think the rule is, I don't know, it's still up in the air. Like, for me, I was kind of mad, you know. Uh, uh, the CSEC doesn't know how much it cost to get a, a nutritionist you know I pay a nutritionist to help me get down the weight and you know that's money out of my pocket and then uh, to tell me the week of that like, he can't make it they need to do a better job of checking because I came in at 139 that morning they told me I was 137 you know 11 pound cut to 25 that's so nothing still eating four, three to four times a day drinking a gallon gallon and a half of water you know I, they're punishing the guy that did their job and uh, I felt like it was unfair I didn't get no percentage They moved the weight class up um, you know, like I say, he came in a lot bigger than me. I came in at 143 eating. I mean, we we ate a lot last night. And, uh, yeah, I just think it's unfair. They're punishing the guy that did their job. Uh, it felt like they weren't uh, worried about my safety. They weren't about the other guy's safety, but they weren't worried about my safety. I could have got really hurt. The guy would have connected or something, he might have come in above 160. Who knows? And, uh, like I said, I came in at 143. And, like, I just feel like they weren't worried about my safety at all.
0: Was there ever a part of you that thought about, no, I'm not going to do this,
6: or do you feel like almost like you had to? Well, I mean, this, they gave me an option to either fight or don't get paid, and I, I didn't train 10 weeks, you know, for this. I, I don't, Like I said, I don't think it was fair They at least make it a catchway. I, I did my my work I, outside the outside of camp, and uh, I got down. You know, it's not my fault that, you know, he got sick or whatever happened on him, that's on him. Uh, like I said, I just feel like it was unfair to me and unfair – uh, you know, I didn't get nothing out of it. The guy actually got something out of it. He actually got to be healthy.
0: Very nice. All right. Well, enough about that, man. Big win for you. Uh, an idea. I mean, you're on a nice little run here. You you, you got your debut win. What what comes next? I mean, is there a date? Is there a location? Is there an opponent? Is there something you want to do next? Uh,
6: yeah. Actually, I wouldn't mind fighting a, a kid that was on the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, I forget Matt something. Uh, he was on the Ultimate Fighter. He just came off a big win. Uh, you know. Uh, I think because he was on that TV show or something like that. I can't remember his name. Really. I'm horrible with names. Uh, you know, but I wouldn't mind fighting him. Uh, Vegas is always close to home. I wouldn't mind fighting in Vegas on the 3rd, March 3rd.
0: All right. Frankie Signs picked up the split decision win over Marab Dvashvili. Uh Marab, of course, the uh – Whoa, excuse me. Frosty Beverage is catching up to me there. Uh, Marab, of course, the uh – the, the Sarah Longo product that th- they were pretty hyped about that came in from looking for a fight. Frankie Sands, meanwhile, tough guy, man. Really tough guy. Had to dig deep for this win, no doubt about it. And this, this stops a run of three straight losses for Frankie Sands. Top tier guys, no doubt about it, that he had lost to, but the still. You gotta think. Any time you lose three straight, it gets in your head a little bit, and certainly your job's on the line. But but uh, but that it gets in your head. Uh, so a, a big win for him, kind of an emotional win for him. And uh, as he said, you know it's nice to get the other half of that paycheck when you're heading into the holidays. So uh, that's on YouTube if you want to check it out. Alejandro Diabolito Perez picked up the unanimous decision win over Yuri Alcantara. Uh, good win here. You know it wasn't the greatest fight of all time. There's no doubt about that. Alejandro Perez was, uh, you know, admitted that, but uh, Bottom line, the guy is now 5-1-1 one, and one in the UFC. Now, he doesn't really have those, you know, big uh, you know, the big names on the resume yet. You know, he's still waiting to get there. But, you know, Mexico's looking for talent. You know, this is, a, as we said earlier, anytime, you know, you have emerging markets and they've got somebody they can get behind, um, you know, this may be a guy. You know, this may be a guy. Uh, Yuri Alcantara, no joke, you know. And, again, even though this fight didn't necessarily please, you um, at the end of the day, Alejandro Perez is 5-1-1 one, one in the UFC. I think he's built that um, pretty quietly. Davi Ramos picked up a submission win over Chris Gutemacher. Third round submission win. You know, Davi Ramos had been trying to finish things on the feet and then went to his bread and butter, the jiu-jitsu, got it done quickly. Man, the transition was so quick, the, the, the fantastic. I like Davi Ramos. This is a guy that um, I was impressed with the first time around, even though he he lost to uh, Sergio Moraes, uh, at UFC Fight Night 106. Uh I like this guy. Uh, The way he's built, he's got kind of a a longer reach than you would expect um, with a stocky frame. It's almost Paul Harris, you know, almost like a Husamar Pajares-esque frame, you know, where it's squatted, you know, built like a fire hydrant, but then has like these long arms, you know, real powerful long arms as well. Um, Man, I think this is somebody to keep an eye on. I, I really do. I think um you know i'm I'm not necessarily saying you know future world champion or anything like that but i think he's he's gonna have some good fights i think he's gonna have some accomplishments so uh very very excited with davi ramos i I think he is a name maybe to, to keep an eye on trevin giles picked up the win over antonio braganetto maybe somebody else to to keep an eye on as well trevin giles good lord man how about the jab just pumping it out there landing it over and over um you know, was cautious. Antonio Braganetto, um, you know, the the better tactician on the ground, no doubt about it. I think Giles was hesitant of going into the clinch and uh you know, potentially you know, giving away the fight there. So he's being very, very careful about that. Um, but uh the, on the feet, man, the jab was impressive. And uh you know, here's a guy that's uh got you know still undefeated and uh, you know, now now two and in the UFC so Uh, another name to maybe watch out for there. Uh, Listen, we did have a chance to speak to USC President Dana White. I kind of want to run down the card first before we drifted over into the other news category, but USC President Dana White did come back and speak to us briefly, and uh, he touched on a number of topics. Uh, He touched on uh, his thoughts with Conor McGregor. He he touched on his thoughts with George St. Pierre. Uh, He touched on his thoughts uh, with Nate Diaz. You know, I I asked about a handful of, of subjects, uh, with just a couple minutes of his time and uh hey you know you you always want to hear what the USC president has to say when he when he touches on these uh these topics so here is the latest from Dana White What's up, gang? How about that shit? I was gonna say, Dana. Talk about you know Brian Ortega. Seems like we might see the emergence of a new contender tonight. Without a doubt, man. This this kid's
2: obviously the future. Cubs Swanson looked incredible tonight. I thought he had the right game plan too. Standing on the outside, picking him apart with punches to the body, punches to the head, uh, unbelievable leg kicks, the calf leg kicks. You know, he looked he looked good. The problem is, is is this Ortega kid. If he even puts his hands on you, man, he had him in the first round. And I've never seen a guy up in a guillotine choke like that. And let's go, repositions his hand, and gets the choke. I mean, against a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt too. Unbelievable. In- incredible performance that definitely puts this kid on the map.
0: And we know that it, with this, you know, sport, it's not just about your fighting skills, it's about a little bit of marketing. And I mean, does he do you feel like he's got that star factor
2: about him? Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And the kid just came back and met with and the kid just came back and met with me, and he's like, uh, you know, I, I want to do a lot of charity work. I want to start working with charities and kids and all this other stuff. So, you know, he, he's, he's not only talented and a, and a badass, but his head is in the right place. He's a, he's a
0: humble, um, good dude. You said Cub fought a great fight, and he really did. I mean, a lot was made going into this. It was the last fight of his deal. Is he a guy that you still see as a place in the organization?
2: Yeah, so, you know, I, I yelled up to him, too. Let's get a deal done. You know, C- C- Cubs have been around forever. He's a great kid, and uh, I like him, and hopefully, we can get something done with him. Uh, and, I, and I can keep him happy. You know what I mean? I, I want him to be happy, so we'll see. Can you share what Ortega came over and said to you? Obviously, he came over after the fight while he was still in the cage and talking. Yeah, he to you. was just saying, you know, there's so many things that I want to. He started to tell me all That's this what stuff. He was about yeah, the and, and I said, let's talk. I said, come back to my room when, when uh, you're done.
0: And we did. Very cool. Uh, you had a couple Dana White Contender Series guys put in some great performances. Yeah. Right. I wonder, is it fun for you to watch that, you know, knowing those, like, the guys that, that, that you found? Yeah, absolutely.
2: Looking for a fight and and, uh, and the Contender Series guys are, are fun to see. You know, and, and the first two minutes of that fight with uh, Benitez was unbelievable. You know, great back and forth. Obviously, his first fight, I think he was a little nervous. Um, but he got that one, uh, you know, under his belt. Go back and work on some, uh, you know. Some things that
0: he probably needs to work on. Speaking of the featherweights, Frankie Egger was here tonight. I Was here, he really? I didn't see him. Yeah, he was here in the building, and he came to talk to us. He said, listen, I think I'm still the number one contender. I think I still deserve that shot at Holloway. Uh, I mean, obviously Ortega had a great performance, but he's a little lower up. He oh, was, yeah. I you know, feel like Egger's still that number one. Yeah,
2: there's no way that Ortega jumps over uh, Frankie. Nah no, definitely not. So you
0: feel like Frankie and Max is the fight to make it again?
2: Yeah, it just it all depends on timing. When do we fight again? You know, who's ready, who's not? But, yeah, Frankie definitely seems like the, uh, the number one contender.
0: The middleweight division had a, had some crazy news this week with GSP vacating the belt and Whitaker is the official. Can you just kind of give us your reaction to that? I know there was some medical concerns with GSP, but you had said I'm going to be really disappointed if he
2: doesn't defend the belt. So, so where do you, you, know, stand? you know, at the end of the day, there's a reason I put that stuff in the contract for him to sign. There's a reason. And, and you know, am I shocked? You know, I don't think anybody's shocked. Came out. He handpicked it. He handpicked Bisbing and then went away again. So whatever. It is what it is. Would you be? Would you welcome him back at
0: welterweight at
2: some point? Yeah, he doesn't want to fight anybody at welterweight. That's why he fought Bisbing. He didn't want to fight Woodley. He didn't want to fight Wonderboy Thompson. He didn't want to fight any of those guys. Um, he wanted to fight Michael Bisbing. And He did, and and now he's off again. So uh, listen, I'm not shocked. I'm not mad. I'm not. I'm, so it is what it is. You said you'd be super pissed. Yeah. I'm not super um, pissed. I thought I would be, but I'm not. I expected it. Listen, I had him sign a contract that said he would defend against
0: Whitaker for a reason, because I knew he wouldn't. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the quotes of Manny Pacquiao saying he's in negotiations to fight uh, Conor McGregor. Uh, Would you go down this road again? Is this something you think might happen? That would be weird, because he's under contract with us.
2: If that's true, I will be suing Manny Pacquiao and whoever's representing him. So,
0: Connor's next fight. Should I'm be, assuming either. that's not true. <laughs> so Connor should fight in the UFC next, I think. Yes. All right. Uh, I did want to ask you a couple of things. Uh, Nate Diaz tweeted out. He said that you guys offered him a title shot in any division he wanted, but he's cool. He's going to chill on the sidelines for a while. Give,
2: give us. I, I already, I already talked about that. That's not true. One of our lawyers went a little rogue. It's fun to be a matchmaker, and. Uh, He went a little rogue on us and started talking to... Because he has a relationship with the Diaz brothers. So, you know, that's not true. And none of that was ever approved by me.
0: And lastly, for me, the Lomachenko fight was tonight uh, in boxing. Aram took a couple shots at you and said you were in charge of the cratering UFC. Uh, I just wonder if you had seen that. What, what did it, he say? It, well, he had some not kind words about you, called you a piece of shit, first of all. And then he said uh, that you're in charge of the cratering UFC, that you got you know problems of your own to worry about. So I wonder, with you getting into Zupa boxing at some point in 2018, are you going to take charge he had a great, of great. You had a great fight tonight, huh? That was uh, awesome. No,
2: I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'll see, Bob. We'll see. We'll see at the end. Bob's the same guy that said that the UFC would never work, and it was, you know, the UFC was losing oodles of money. Whatever the fuck that means, I don't know what oodles of money means. But um, and, and look at, look at what we've done, and look at where we are. And then, come on, at the end of the day, we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll see who stands where when the, when the smoke clears and the dust settles. Um, I'll give it to him though, for a fucking 95-year-old dude. This guy's still pretty feisty, man. I'll give it to him. I'll give him that. Did you see see him trying to get in the ring tonight? No. (laughs) Still impressive, though. Guy's getting in the fucking ring and shit. It was very hard, but he got in there. I'm impressed.
0: All right, so Dana White, the USC president, weighing in on a couple different subjects there. And uh, I don't know. I guess, you know, first of all, I mean, obviously he was impressed with Ortega, as the rest of us were. Understandably so, man. That was just a phenomenal performance. Um the GSP stuff, interesting, you know. He says he thought he was gonna be pissed. He's not because it was just so predictable, which I think is what we were saying earlier this week. It's like, I mean, you can't be mad at George Saint Pierre. I mean, the guy's class. He's a legend. But yeah, come on, man, come on, damn it. Uh, it's frustrating. Yeah, but like I said, it, all is well. It ends well, I guess. And I think that's why uh, Whitaker is the uh, you know the middleweight champion, and we're gonna get a Whitaker Rockhold fight, and all that's great. And before you know it, we'll have forgotten all about uh, the crazy middleweight year of 2017. We'll get it set off right in 2018. Um, but, yeah, it was kind of interesting to hear Dana's take there. He's not pissed. I, I didn't think he necessarily sounded excited about him coming back at welterweight. It didn't sound like he, he thought there was anything to happen there. So uh, I thought that was intriguing. Uh, the Conor McGregor stuff as well, you know, hearing, you know, I thought the Pacquiao stuff, I don't know. I, when I first heard it, it sounded kind of silly to me anyway. But, I mean, Pacquiao is on record. He did say, like, we're opening negotiations and all that. So, I don't know if that's some ploy. Maybe he's just trying to, um, you know, get something going on the boxing end. I I, I don't know. Um, you know, maybe he's using that as leverage to get a boxing fight. So, he, you know, he's just using Conor and using us MMA fans. Uh, who knows? I thought it was kind of garbage to begin with. But I like what, you know, when, when Dana starts talking about, hey, if that's the case, then we'll be suing. When you start hearing people say then they'll sue – then you know they're serious about it. You know, it's like when guys say, uh, oh, I, you know, I, I think it was tainted Supplements. Oh, okay. Then when you hear a guy say, I think it was tainted Supplements, and I'm going to sue the damn company, then you know to take them a little more seriously. So uh, I, I like hearing that. Uh, the Nate Diaz stuff, I, I I didn't realize that tweet from Nate uh, was in reference to the previous offer. I thought maybe that was something fresh. So apologize if I was uh, wrong in, in misunderstanding Nate's recent tweet. Uh, yeah. Some good stuff there overall, uh, and then of course the uh, the Aram stuff. That's always just fun to 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 hear them go back and forth at each other, and um, it was funny once we turned the cameras off. it was like, "Wait, how could he call me a piece of shit?" He's like, "I called him a piece of shit. You can't steal my line." So uh, I thought that was that was pretty good uh, overall. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see, you know, the Zufa boxing thing. See how it pans out. Uh... Do you know? I mean, is is this gonna be the, the the rivalry here? Is you know, is he gonna go straight at Aram? I don't know. I don't know. One last little story. I got, I got a funny story to tell you. So, uh, first of all, I don't know if you guys saw the official weigh-ins, and I'm not trying to pick on the CSAC, but since we've been talking about it, man, they're so stringent for like, like can't wear socks, can't wear rings, can't wear pants, even though like literally they just check their weight on a different scale. Um, I, I thought that whole thing was kind of funny. It was like, come on, you, you know, Alex Perez, who who got m- moved up ten pounds. He had pants on, and they were like, yeah, you take your pants off. He's like, dude, I was supposed to fight at flyweight. You got me at bantamweight. I'm good. No, 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 take your pants off anyway. I was like, Eff. anyway, so that was kind of funny. Uh, But it, the funny thing about the official weigh-ins, so we had been warned ahead of time that. Uh, the venue itself was not allowing backpacks into the venue, no matter what. And I was like, well, normally they make exceptions for media because, you know, like a, a, a regular bystander can't carry in a professional camera, you know, because they, they they don't want you taking professional photos. Obviously, the media can. That's what we're there to do. Um, so, you know, I was like, well, wait a wait, minute. Wait, I mean, no backpacks, but I'm media. I can carry a backpack in, right? And they're like, no, no, no. They, they just, they've got a rule. It's a venue thing, and, and that's their policy. No backpacks whatsoever. I'm like, all right, well, it is what it is. But I'm like, what am I going to do? Because I carry all my gear in a backpack. So my computer, my camera, it's all in this, you know, specially designed backpack that has little compartments and all that. It's designed for carrying cameras and and, uh, and gear and stuff like that. And, you know, I've got every compartment arranged, and I've got all the stuff that I need. It's a lot of stuff. It's super heavy. Uh, but that's how I've got it set up. So I'm like, what the hell am I going to do? I can't just throw all this stuff in a, in a, in a bag, and I can't carry it over. What, the f- what am I going to do? So what I did was I took my suitcase, my my roller suitcase that I used, my carry-on suitcase. And I took all my clothes out of it, and I just dropped the backpack right right in the suitcase. Just set it right there in the suitcase. So it was a suitcase with a backpack inside. So I go to check in at the venue where the weigh-ins were. Now this was not uh, Save Mart Center. This was a different venue. Roll in with my uh, uh, my my bag. And, of course, they need to check the bag, and that's fine, and that's what you do. So I open the bag up, and there's my backpack inside the bag. And they're like, can you open that so I can look inside of it? So I open my backpack that's inside my bag. They check everything in camera. Okay, yep, yep. You know, they're looking for something illegal or whatever or something they don't want in there. And they just say, yep, good to go. So why can't I carry a backpack? If I can have a backpack in my bag, why can't I just have a backpack? Does that make any sense to you whatsoever? No. Me neither. That's why I had to share it. And I feel better now that I've gotten it off my chest. Now, I would like to commence having a few frosty beverages, get some sleep and head back home. Beautiful Las Vegas. I will not be in Winnipeg. My man Cold Coffee will be in Winnipeg, so we'll see how we put the how we put the show together this week. I, I try to tell him maybe a little all coffee, no cream. He never really seems too willing to do that. I mean maybe he could just throw down the I mean you guys have been hearing me talk nonstop. Maybe we should hear Cole Coffee talk a little bit, huh? Let him know. Let him know. Hit him up on Twitter. Tell him do it, bro. Do it. Uh, we will be at the Ultimate Fighter tryouts uh, there's a Bellator Media Luncheon with uh, Chael Sonnen and Rampage Jackson that uh, I will not be at but our, our man Simon Simano out in LA will be there uh, Dave Mandel is going to shoot that as video so those are some of the things that are happening next week uh, again, Cold Coffee will be in Winnipeg for the Fox show uh, I'm actually going to take a few days off uh, but my mom is coming to town so uh, she's going to come visit me and visit my son and uh, just kind of say hello for a couple of days and uh, I'll try to be a good boy and not work too much and actually spend a little time around my family so uh, that's what's coming up and uh, man hope you guys enjoyed USC Fight Night 123 hope you guys enjoyed this show thanks for listening
2: Oh, <laughs>